0: So this is one of the most important uh, elements, organizing the whole agenda, not just really bringing random famous people together, although they might be relevant, but the art is really to putting them together. So it uh, reads like the whole day really makes sense.
1: Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Hello, everybody. I have a friend and a special guest today. His name is Vasil Azarov. He's the CEO of the Growth Marketing Conference, and he has a lot of other things going on, which I'll let him speak to in a little bit. Vasil, how's it going?
0: Great, Eric. Uh, Good to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, well, tell us what your story is.
0: Uh, Sure. Uh, Well, let me tell the story from the very beginning then. I was in marketing and event space for the last uh, 10 years, and um, I was involved in production of uh, some of the largest digital marketing events back in 2009, and I was always passionate about events, people, and marketing. Uh, My personal belief that events are the future of marketing and sales in general because uh, their experiences um, and uh, events are the best vehicle to connect people and this is something that I was passionate from pretty much as, uh, as long as I remember myself. And one of the days um, when um, I decided to go on my own and was looking for my new venture, previous um, marketing event got sold to United Business Media. I met uh, some guys who eventually became uh, my partners. Uh, they were running a small community up here in Silicon Valley called Startup Socials. And they were really passionate about connecting and empowering entrepreneurs. So I joined the team and eventually connected the dots by uh, bringing together marketing element to it, uh, producing startup marketing conference first uh, in 2013, which eventually uh, outgrew into growth marketing conference, which now brings together over 2000 people every year and we have we host events in uh, 15 different cities around the globe starting from small marketing workshops leading up to our big event uh, happening in December every year and uh, this year we're doing it in San Francisco
1: awesome so the i mean there's a couple of you know marketing conferences out there there's a lot actually uh, so why go into this space you know it's a really crowded space uh, you know what what uh, i guess what kind of differentiates growth marketing conference from the others
0: yeah, first of all, just to answer your first question, why to go into crowded space? I have never seen a person who would just decide all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to do an event specifically if uh, we focus on actually generating, having it, it as a lifestyle business or generating revenue directly from event. Uh, so that would not be passionate about it. So, this is more of my inner calling. And this is something that when I wake up, I know that if you don't have to pay me for it, I will do it. Events are extremely hard and uh, extremely stressful too. So, but uh, I love that stress. I love the challenge. So, that's uh, my main reason. Uh, that being said, their events are also great uh, in generating traction if you already have a product, if you have a community. And, uh, but, My story is slightly different because events are actually the core, our core product. What differentiates a growth marketing conference from other digital marketing events? I think something that we do, we connect um, startup marketers and entrepreneurs as well as some larger companies, um, enterprise companies, and uh, under the whole umbrella of growth marketing, which is my definition of growth marketing, it's all about the mindset. It's all about the mindset. It's all about uh, some sustainable growth tactics that uh, both uh, enterprise companies could learn from startups and startups could learn from enterprise. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. Okay. And so how much does it typically cost to attend a growth marketing conference?
0: So we start early bird from uh, $400 and it goes up to about $1,200. Also, depending if you'd like to uh, get all access pass, uh, it starts from 700 and goes up to 2000. We always do a speaker dinner and tactical workshops on day one. That's why it's a little bit more expensive. But we also reserve some uh, tickets for self-funded founders, which are $300.
1: Awesome. Okay, and so how many how many attendees have you had actually go through all of the you know the events that you have put together so far?
0: Oh, okay. So it's a good question. So I was actually doing a little bit of analytics on it. So our community right now is over um, hundred thousand of uh, tech entrepreneurs and marketers, but um, I would say maybe thirty percent of them they've been to our events in person. Either it would be a small marketing mixer a workshop or a larger conference, and the rest are the ones who subscribe to our blog and uh, attend some of our virtual events or webinars.
1: Got it, okay, so let's say 30% of 100,000 people, right? So uh, we can say 30,000 people, is that about right? And then we can say maybe your average uh, attendee, maybe we can say that's, I don't know, because you have all different ones and I'm assuming you give free tickets too. Um, so what is that, like 500 or $600, is that fair?
0: Um. Depends, because some of the mixers, they would be $20, so it's really hard to, to come up with one hard number like that.
1: Got it. Okay, so would you say you've done, you know, over your events, and uh, and how long have you been doing the growth marketing events for?
0: We started in 2000, uh, well, startup marketing events, we started in 2013, but growth marketing conference uh, really took off in 2015, so it's been two years. Okay,
1: so two years since it started to take off. Would you say you've done, uh, is it fair to say, over 10 million?
0: Ah uh, no, it's not. Um, we actually uh, done probably close to two million.
1: Two million. got it okay, but it's 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 you know just started to take off in the last two years, okay, so that's, that's good growth. And so what I, I mean, there's people in the audience, you know people talk about, you know I, I preach a lot that it's it's actually harder to build an audience and then you know you can figure out the, the product afterwards. Um so you know for for you guys I mean you know what are the logistics behind setting up a conference what are kind of the you know the mistakes you've made kind of the pain points around it cuz everybody wants to build an audience and I'm sure some people are thinking about you know creating their own conference
0: Yeah some of the biggest mistakes that I see organizers make over and over again when they treat one event as one single milestone or, or very specific goal that they're trying to reach without uh, thinking about long term and really investing into community building. Because it's never about just one single event. It's always about thinking, what is next? Uh, How are you going to engage your community after the event is over? We usually plan our calendar um, about a year in advance. So right now we are already working on our growth marketing conference that is uh, happening in December. And uh, we have a lot of activities leading up to the events. So one of the things that logistics is extremely important, uh, experience is extremely important at events. But what is even more important is what happens between one event and another. How do you communicate with the audience? How do you engage that audience? How do you make sure that um, they uh, are aware of your event, they would put it on the calendar, and what other value that you provide to them besides uh, always asking them to buy a ticket to your next event? Got it.
1: Okay, great. And how many events do you have on the calendar this year? I've seen a lot more pop up.
0: Yeah, so we do a lot of events and partnerships right now. So, uh, But our core events um, that we are planning for this year Uh, in New York, uh, San Francisco, special B2B edition event. Then we're doing an international tour in London, uh, Amsterdam. And we're doing a partnered event in Vancouver in collaboration with uh, Traction Conference, and then potentially we are planning to do one event in Atlanta, which hasn't been finalized. And in between, we do a lot of a partnered event with uh, Suster. Uh, a lot of virtual summits uh, coming up. So yeah, definitely have a busy calendar ahead of us.
1: Great. So with a hundred thousand people, I mean, you know, for the, how are you currently building the community? Like, what's working for you in terms of customer acquisition?
0: Yeah, so the biggest, uh, the newest, biggest uh, channel of customer acquisition has been virtual summits for us. Um, and this is a really easy way, uh, not easy way, I shouldn't say easy. It's a really fast way to um, build, um, build an audience quickly around a very specific topic. As well as to create uh, a lot of content relevant content that you can uh, provide to your more general community down the road, so this is one of the most recent ones and but in general, I think one of the most efficient channels for all of the in person events, not just for me, is really word of mouth and creating that unforgettable experience for people when they come to the event so they when they come back to their offices, they just tell everyone and there are some different tactics that you can use. Uh, To help uh, that uh, spread, for example, at the growth marketing conference, we just introduced speaker gifts um, and we send in bottles of wine with a a custom label highlighting growth marketing conference logo. Basically, we're, we're thinking about giving it away not just to speakers, but also attendees and potentially creating a growth marketing wine club down the road. So uh, people will uh, will have opportunity to gift each other a bottle of growth marketing wine, and that way we get uh, higher brand recognition.
1: Right, and they remember you, right? It's just like when you buy a good gift for somebody, they always remember you afterwards.
0: Absolutely, and we've been having a lot of people tagging us on Facebook and just texting me saying, oh, I just opened a bottle of growth marketing line. Uh, I I really encourage all of the conference uh, organizers and marketers to be very thoughtful when it comes to speaker gifts and swag that you're putting out there. It's the worst case scenario you don't want anybody to have some kind of you know I don't know a bottle opener beer opener that you, they just put it in the drawer and never use it or something like that
1: yeah totally totally agree with that I mean it's, it's much better than just you know buying like a fruit basket or something like that um, you know for our, I think for some of our clients we, we ended up think putting some more thought into it and getting some uh, you know nice headphones that they actually had the headphones and guess what that actually translates to more revenue at the end of the day. Uh, There's actually a book out there that's called Giftology that talks about the whole concept of, uh, you know, gifting people, you know, could be your customers or your clients in general. So uh, highly recommended to everybody. But um, going back to the conference... So, you know, how do you, you talked about, you know, kind of the the, the pre-show is, you know, you go through, you know, long uh, workshops, there'll be a speaker dinner as well. How do you structure kind of the main days? I know you've had some heavy hitter names in there. Um, you know, how do you, how do you go about putting it all together?
0: Yeah. So this is one of the most important uh, elements, organizing the whole agenda, not just really bringing random famous people together, although they might be relevant, but, the art is really to putting them together so it uh, reads like the whole day really makes sense. For example, one of the conference uh, that we planned in 2015, the format was um, user acquisition um, conversion and then customer retention. So that's how the day would unfold and we would encourage Either it would be a keynote speaker, or not encouraged, we actually would arrange a day accordingly. So we would start with user acquisition, then we transition into conversion, then we do uh, panels and talks on retention. Uh, on the day before, something that really worked for us well is um, doing this tactical, uh, actionable workshops. Uh, as far as on the main day, and we like to host an event in just one large room, as our conference grew, right now we do multiple tracks uh, these days. But we started as everyone being in one room. We feel that that way um, speakers build uh, intimate connection with the audience, and it's really hard to go in depth. That's why on the day two we do more of um, um, I, I don't want to say general talks, but as far as we always encourage uh, speakers to do to provide uh, actionable content. But on the day before. We really like to have speakers who can, um, rather than talk about uh, tactics and processes, they would share their screen and they would show. So uh, workshops on the day one, Having a general theme on the day two uh, is extremely important.
1: Awesome. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people talk about when you do conferences, you know, you're you're kind of aiming to break even and it seems like you guys are doing, you know, you guys are making money off of it. So you know, what are your thoughts around that statement? It's like, if you aim to do a conference, you're lucky if you break even. What are your thoughts?
0: So if you do your first conference, um, I, my first conference, we actually made a little bit of profit, but I do have some experience in the events and marketing. Um, so that has been a general um, rule of thumb for everybody, for all of the companies that are hosting their first event and don't specialize in events. If you just break even, it's good enough, but it also depends on the goals. So for a lot of um Uh, larger brands like HubSpot, they do inbound. And I know that uh, the event might not be profitable, but extremely important for customer retention. So for some of these types of events, it's not necessarily the goal to make a profit. But uh, I personally believe that you can make a huge profit if you do it correctly. So we've personally, um, this has been the only revenue source for us. And um, it has been very effective, um, especially after the brand becomes more and more recognizable, um, it becomes easier and easier. But uh, for everyone who is just starting out, um, an entrepreneur or marketer, I think breaking even is totally fine. And um, one of the advice that I always give to uh, organizers who are just starting out is really, if you want to start with events, make a commitment. That you will do it for the next couple of years, and uh, it it will always become easier uh, one event after another.
1: Great. And let, let's say it's a newbie entrepreneur; they don't know what to do, they don't have experience like you do. You know what kind of people should they be turning to? You know, I heard I've heard from people in the past say, you know, the thought is to go with event planners, but you know, some people say you probably don't want to go with event planners. So, what are your thoughts? Who should you go with? Who are the critical hires?
0: It's interesting. So, we just put an event together uh, last week uh, dedicated to event marketing and. Uh, events production called Event Marketing School, and uh, we talked about it uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I would recommend actually to learn the ropes yourself by starting a small meetup and not necessarily focusing on making a, a, a producing a larger conference of the bat. If you can afford uh, event planner or at least event consultant in the very beginning, it's not the very, it's not the worst route to go. Uh, I wouldn't hire somebody to execute everything for you if you'd like to build a community and make it a long-term goal to produce high-quality events. I would hire somebody to consult you and maybe put together a strategy and maybe help execute uh, your first event. So we had at Event Marketing School, we had uh, Gretchen, who is a chief operating officer at Suster, and she was telling her story that she actually hired – uh, uh, Max from Sales Hacker to help her uh, produce the first event, which was extremely uh, successful, and she learned a lot, and uh, it, it gave them a, a great jump start to start producing larger events year after year. But you don't have to do it. You can start small. If you don't have a budget, you can start Meetup uh, for under hundred dollars for six first six months and grow your community that way.
1: Love it. Okay. So what's what's one big struggle you faced while growing this conference business?
0: One of the struggles that I'm actually facing right now is um, that I'm a practitioner, right? I I love to be um, in charge of uh, putting together marketing strategy, to be in charge of experience and to be really hands-on. But as our event is growing right now, um, my focus uh, shifted from uh, executing a lot of things when it comes to marketing and uh, creating experiences, putting together agenda to managing uh, my team members. And they're doing an amazing job. But really, the processes around around um, not very structured just yet. And what we're trying to do, especially as we put in more events on the map, is to build that infrastructure for scale. And this is, has been a huge pain and extremely, extremely challenging, because events is not a SaaS product. It's it's, it's almost I feel sometimes that you scale in unscalable because you need to scale people and bringing the right people on board is the key. Love it.
1: Okay. Well, switching gears here. I mean, you know, I want to get into some kind of more tactical stuff. So what's one big change you made in the last year that's either impacted you or your business
0: uh, in well, a really impactful way? Uh, I can actually I can briefly go over both. So one of the biggest, biggest uh, tactics that we implemented, Uh, Something very tactical uh, for us as we have such a huge uh, well, we have relatively large email list and um, We heavily rely on email uh, When it comes to ticket sales for our conferences, we created a very clear process on uh, data uh, scrubbing and um, Clearing out all of the uh, bounced emails within a very short period of time so I uh, work with several virtual assistants to do that. Every single time we get an email, a uh, certain percentage of the emails uh, get bounced. So we're trying to get that bounce rate almost uh, fixed within two days' time frame. And what I mean by that is we download those uh, bounce emails, we go on LinkedIn, we research the data, we upload the new uh, current emails uh, based on the new titles of um uh, company members and we upload them back to our uh, email uh, Marketing automation software. We use HubSpot and this has really really helped us uh, keep that list very extremely clean and convert more um, Community members and subscribers into uh, conference attendees So this is from the company standpoint and from personal standpoint something that uh, really helped me drive my business forward as as well as evolve personally is to Uh, put everything, all my goals, all my ongoing tasks into my Google Calendar and actually schedule time um, on my Google Calendar specifically for the tasks that uh, I have to do for a specific period of time. So, for example, I use... Sunday to plan out my week and what I usually do I put together 10 main goals that I want to accomplish by the end of the week And then what I also do I look at the depending on the scope of the goal I would schedule a specific time on my calendar to work on the goals. and I also have a uh, midweek check-in how am I doing on my goals and then I also track what was the percentage at the end of the and uh, the end of uh, every week The percentage of the goals that I was able to accomplish, and then I assign new goals based on that. So this is something personally helped me to uh, make progress as well as um, contribute to overall progress of uh, our organization.
1: How about a new tool that you've added in the last year? So it could be you know Evernote, it could be you know whatever it is exactly. What's one tool that's added a lot of value for you?
0: So we just added a new tool uh, called Zen Prospect uh, about a month ago. Ah, yeah, and. This is probably one of the best tools that I have recently seen on the market. There are so many tools in the similar space, and uh, the, the space is called outreach, and uh, specifically for sales B2B uh, companies, when you uh, schedule emails at sales uh, at scale, when you schedule your cold outreach. So something that Zen Prospect does, not only it helps you to send these emails, and they have. Excellent reporting features on it, but they also help you to actually get a very relevant leads all uh, in one interface for example uh, Maybe in the past you had to use met um, to get all the data on venture funded startups um, that just got funded or uh, maybe Some data from the job listing sites who is hiring right now. So then 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 prospect actually allows you to do all of it and uh, they um, just give you these leads and then you can target them. So I just discovered this tool and I'm using it and I'm loving it so far.
1: Great. And so how does, I mean, have you tried the other tools in this space? I mean, what you have outreach, there's like Sales Loft out there. Have you tried all those tools? And I've heard good things about Zen Prospect and I'm just wondering, cause I've tried all these different tools. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they all seem the same to me, but um, seems that Zen Prospect from what I've heard seems to stick out a little bit versus the other ones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we tried them all. Uh, cold outreach has been actually one of the other uh, big strategies uh, that helped us um, acquire users for the growth marketing conference Cold outreach. So we tried uh, we tried Sales Loft, we tried Persist IQ, uh, which which is actually we're switching from Persist right now to Zen Prospect. Um, all of the tools, they have all of the basic functionalities down, but uh, Zen Prospect have some other cool features. Uh, such as I mentioned, and um, I, I like it uh, at this point, and this is my number one choice.
1: Awesome. Great. What's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone?
0: Must read books that I recommend to everyone. Um, recently, I I usually do audio books all the time because I'm always on the move. So, yeah, audio. So, um, I listen to uh, Ben Horowitz's uh, Hard Things About Hard Things. So, uh, usually when I'm on the crossroads, uh, when i'm running my own company this is the book that kind of always on the back of my mind right now because it helps you as a a founder and ceo of the company to relate to some other very challenging extremely challenging situations that um a more experienced founder was uh, facing so i love that book and uh, i listen to a lot of podcasts so um so I maybe so actually I listen to your podcast uh, yours and Neil's uh, definitely one of my top fives. Then also yeah I love it and uh, listen to Noah Kagan's podcast that he just launched. Uh, also startups for the rest of us is it another great uh, podcast from uh, entrepreneurs and uh, technical marketers, but yeah, I love podcasts because they help you st- stay up to date.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, there's so much stuff changing all the time, you know, and there's so much trends. It's like, how do you stay up to date? And, you know, just listening, I, I feel like podcasts are uh, such a cheat code because you can be, you know, at the gym or you can be walking to work for example, and you get all these hacks. So, um, you know, love it. And Noah Kagenstein I, I think is, is insane. I think we- we're having him on the podcast again uh soon so i you know actually just had a friend that that was like God, this podcast is so good right before we started um right before we started this one so um highly recommend that one as well now um i think that's i mean what's one blog that you read you know every other day or what's one of your favorite marketing blogs in general cuz you're a growth marketing
0: conference guy yeah so i like uh i don't read one specific blog i like to check out uh, growthhackers.com uh, inbound and uh just usually Scroll down, see what what is uh, going on out there. I know that Conversion Excel, uh, they produce uh, very high quality content, so it usually shows up as one, some of the uh, as a part of some of the most uploaded ones. But overall, I don't have a really a favorite one. I just try to see what's uh, what what is happening out there and just read based on the some of the communities that I'm following.
1: Cool, man. All right, Vasil, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online?
0: Uh, The best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. Check out Growth Marketing Conference if you're an entrepreneur or marketer. And um, I would love to hopefully meet you there.
1: All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, man.